Hi guys, James Wilson Taylor here for Rock Sound. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rock Sound podcast. This is where you can catch up on all our latest interviews. And today's guest is Chrissy Costanza. Against the current have, of course, just put out their brand new EP, Fever. We talk all about the making of that, beginning with writing songs remotely and creating that rockier sound on this one with the likes of the singles Weapon, Jump, and again and again. Uh, she tells us a little bit about working with some of the collaborators. There's Motion City Soundtracks, Justin Courtney Pierre, and of course from Bring Me the Horizon, Ollie Sykes and Jordan Fish co-wrote the song Lullaby, my personal favourite on there actually. We also hear a little bit about the next EP that's going to come and kind of build this era even more and what to expect from their upcoming live shows. They're going to be hitting the UK and Europe early next year. Cannot wait to see the guys over here for those ones. As ever, if you want to check out the video of this conversation, the video call is up right now over on the Rock Sound YouTube channel, so head over there for that one. But in the meantime, time let's just get right to it shall we here she is talking fever new music plans and loads loads more this is chrissy costanza Chrissy Costanza is back with us. How are you doing, Chrissy? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's really nice to see you. Obviously, we did one of these before last year. I guess yeah. in the meantime, things started to come back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Feels a bit more positive. You're still, you're still hanging in there now. Things are opening uh, up once again. Yeah, and I mean, for me, like, it's a, it's quite a stark difference from when we last spoke. Last time we spoke, I was in New Jersey. Um, just kind of like twiddling my thumbs, wondering what was going to happen. And now I've uh, fully moved to LA. I've actually moved twice. Uh, this is my second place in LA already. And, uh, and yeah, and now we have an EP out and we didn't even know if that was going to happen last year. We were just like, ah, maybe, maybe we'll get it done. Who knows? Yeah, it's so nice that you guys have finally been able to put some new music out there. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I guess that is a kind of good starting point, really, is when did this kind of start? I know, again, like we say last time we spoke, you were sort of playing around with ideas a little bit. Um, mm. Did it become a case of work? Because you were all in different places as well. Was it working remotely, kind of figuring out, oh, what works, what doesn't? Mm. Yeah, so because we had started writing new music uh, prior to the lockdowns um actually like I had done the first writing trip back in like I think October of 2019 I went to Nashville for a couple days just just to start you know testing the waters a little bit nothing like no concrete plans and then we really started hitting the studio January and then obviously everything started locking down really quickly on the east coast um and yeah we kind of the first day uh Matt or who produced most of the EP and I were kind of like let's just try and write over zoom, see what happens. Like it might be terrible. Cause this was, this was like week one, we decided to try where I think a lot of the music industry was still just like kind of taking the vacation. Um, Cause you know, we talked to people and we didn't really know anyone that was doing things because you know, you want to get like, Hey, like what, what software are you using? What, what plugin is, is helping you uh, communicate better. And uh, yeah, so we just kind of were like, let's just just try no pressure if it doesn't work because at the time everyone was like oh it'll be a month you know like um and weapon came out of that so it was off to a good start uh, there was a huge learning curve I-, I hadn't recorded my own vocals since I was like young in like garage band so uh for me it was a massive learning curve I had to learn how to you know, record my own vocals. Uh, I was doing, I started learning how to comp my own vocals too, because, you know, once you start recording yourself, you're like, you get a little OCD about it. You're just like, oh, like I can, <laughs> I can tell everybody exactly what I want here. Um, so yeah, huge learning curve, but ultimately it was a lot more work, but I think the more work was uh, better in the end. 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Like, there's a lot of people I've spoken to, uh, you, you know, I mean, obviously you guys had such a, a big present on YouTube in the early days and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And obviously we know you do your streaming stuff and all that kind of thing as well. Did that make it easier in a way to kind of be a bit of a self-starter with it or kind of adjust to this new way of working? Probably in some way that actually did help a lot because I think we have always been such a, a digital band. Um, even though we haven't really done the YouTube thing in quite a while. Um, and at the time I wasn't really streaming either. That kind of only picked up in the second half of the pandemic. Uh, it still was just like, I think the mentality was there. And I think Matt had a similar mentality just to find what works, be innovative, be creative, and not have to follow the same template that we've always followed. So that helped a lot, um, I think, is just, and, and also just the no pressure. There wasn't a deadline. Like if there was a deadline, it might've been a way different story. But the fact that we could kind of just go at our own pace, like I'd walk into a session with Matt one day and kind of just be like, I'm not feeling it. Like I'm not feeling good. Like I'm not feeling inspired. And so we'd kind of just like call it after an hour and then the next day we'd work for 12 hours. And so it, it was a lot more uh, go at your own pace, which was nice. Yeah, for sure. I remember again, last time we spoke, you were saying at the time it was like, oh, maybe, maybe playing with some more guitar sounds this time yeah. around. Maybe Galiba Heavy. Yeah, that came to fruition, didn't it? Yeah. My God, man. Really, really cool to see you guys play with those sounds again. Um, yeah, yeah, just talk to me a little bit about putting that more to format because I do feel as well like, it really works with the lyrics as well. It's quite a big cathartic record, this, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so the biggest thing for us was, I think when you're writing music as a band who knows you're going to be touring live a bunch or any artist, not just bands, there's two routes. You can go the route where you don't care about the live show while you're writing the music and you're like, I'll figure it out. I'll translate it. I'll do what it has to take because I don't want to close myself off in any way when writing the music. Valid. Uh, avenue and we've done that before we did that with past lives and then there's the other avenue which is uh really really being conscious of the live show and how it's going to translate live and kind of thinking about how it's going to be played live while writing it and we had done the the lot of the former and this time we were just like we keep rocking up these songs. We keep uh, having to translate them into this different genre essentially every time we play them. Why don't we just and, and the fans like it better live. I would, I would argue that past lives was better received on tour than it was like online. Uh, and so why don't we just write it how we're going to play it or at least similarly. And that was kind of, a, that was kind of the driving factor. And also we just, we love rock music and that's where we came up in. And I think we listened to too many external voices on past lives. Not that I don't love the record, but I think there was just a lot of people that were like, okay with past lives. They were like, yeah, this is a good record. You know, it's fine. Like I can listen to this. I don't hate it. But there wasn't a, there wasn't like, it was very safe. I think there, there was, there wasn't a lot of risks. And when we went to put out that one, save us, we were like, this is a risk. People are either going to love it and be like, this is sick, or they're going to hate it and be like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? So there is like not any, no one's going to listen to it and be kind of just like, it's all right. You know, it's going to be like, oh, why did they do that? Or like, oh, fuck yeah, they did that. So I think this time we were just like, let's just take the risk. And uh, if it doesn't pay off, then we're, you know, we don't have our finger on the pulse like we thought we did, but luckily, luckily it paid off. It paid off. It paid <laughs> off. It's all right. All I'm still good. sweating. I'm still sweating. We're <laughs> only one breath. week out. <laughs> we're fine. Take a breath. It's all good. Um, it's funny. Isn't it? I, I did one of these with um with the 21 Pilots guys a while back. Mm. And we were saying about, because they've been scaled and icy, obviously. And what I said to them, I think kind of applies in the same way, whereas their album is not a pandemic record at all, but it mm. was weird how 
them playing with this kind of brighter soundscape kind of fit the mood in a way. It's like, oh, let's have a yeah. bit of an escape. I feel like with you guys, yeah. because it's such a, like I say, lyrically very cathartic and it's like, oh, you know, fuck everything in places and very kind <laughs> of, you know, but like a fighting spirit to it. Yeah. It really fits the musical sound of it. And definitely after this year being like, God, I want to punch some walls, but in a positive way, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think mean, that was everyone's biggest challenge too, was like, how do you write a pandemic record without like, writing a pandemic yeah, record like you know it. like talking about it like right away we were just like okay words we can't use quarantine virus like I always love like the analogy of like someone wearing a mask and like that doesn't hold up anymore and now everyone hears mask and they're like PTSD and like so I was just, <laughs> just like trying to get rid of a lot of those there are some people who just did it and like they did it awesome uh and it but I, I was just like I'm not going to be the one that makes the cool version of this. I'm going to make the, be the one who makes the way too on the nose version of this. So uh, we were just like, whew, we got to stay away from that. But you're right. There was a lot of that like pent up feelings. There's just like overwhelming emotions. Um, there's like a couple of those songs, like I think again and again captures that like manic feeling where you're kind of just like really frazzled and like there was almost, everyone had like a little too much time and a little too many decisions to make and not a clear timeline of like when, they had that time and when they didn't have that time, you know, like everyone was like, should I start learning a language? We're only going to be in lockdown for three weeks. Eight months later, I should have started learning that language, you know, like, so everyone's just like, Brah! at all times. And I feel like, yeah, the, the EP really kind of has that, that feeling, whether it's about a pandemic or not, it just uh, has that chaos in it. Yeah, capturing a mood. Capturing, yeah, chaotic good. That's exactly how to describe it. There we go. Uh, (laughs) And again, not a pandemic reference, but I do want to ask you about the title because I always find it interesting asking people about album titles to the point of cliche now, but I really want to ask you about it because it fascinates me what a phrase can sum up an era, can sum up a mood for you. Fever, why did you feel like that was what summed up these new songs? So it was, you know, I don't even remember like, when fever got thrown into the mix of like album titles because it's obviously it's not a lyric um but it uh for us it was just kind of like when we played our last show in london in 2019 we played it as if it was going to be our last show there was like a little bit of that where it was like we don't really know what's next like past lives was kind of like did okay but you know it wasn't wasn't in our bones for us it wasn't gravity for us and uh and we kind of all felt that even in like the process of making it. So uh, we were a little discouraged, disheartened. And there, I think there was just a lot of like, there was like these deeply sown roots of like negativity and uh, self-doubt and just, you know, uh, things that we had carried over from day one that, you know, you just bury deeper and deeper. When, the, when a band is doing well, I think they like bury these like deep-seated problems or like just don't face their issues because they don't have to because they're, you know, their things are going well. So it's just like, why, you know, why dig that up? Um, and I think those things were starting to bubble to the surface and it felt like there was an infection in the band. And what happens when there's an infection in your body? You, you get a fever, your body heats up and it feels chaotic. It's everything's heating up. What happens with heat? It's like not to be a, a fucking science nerd, but like literally like things are moving faster. Like your atoms are just like, like all over the place. And that was kind of what like the inside of my brain felt like that. It just felt like, whoa, like at all times. And it just felt like we had a fever. And luckily that fever was killing the infection. And on the other end of it, 
new against the current emerged. And this uh, EP felt like getting the fever out, like getting the infection out, like let it out, let it out, let it out, let it out, get it out, get it out, get it out. And it was very much the three of us on this EP. There weren't a lot of other hands on it. Um, the people that did have their hands on it took a more passive approach. And, you know, a lot of the production, um, a lot of like the songwriting is really Dan and Will slaving for hours and hours and hours and hours in their home studio. Uh, Matt and I and a couple other writers like really slaved on the lyrics, writing them again and again and again, no pun intended, but you know, again and again and again, rewriting, 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 like jump, the, the melody of the chorus was actually the harmony of the original melody. So just constantly revising, revising, revising. And yeah, it felt, it felt chaotic. It felt feverish. And then, but on the other side, feel all healthy and good. Yeah, it makes sense. It does. It's funny. antibodies. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That's what we want. But it's e funny, I've heard EP2 you... is going to be called antibodies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the preview. That's what we'll call it. Um, <laughs> I like the fact that you said, I mean, I've seen you say in a few places, like this idea of like, oh, a new against the current emerge. Does it feel like a new band to you now? Yeah, it feels like this one more than ever feels like uh, feels like a, it feels like our debut EP for some reason. Maybe something about it also being an EP and not an album. Like it feels very much like it felt in the Gravity era. Right. Like it has that kind of exciting feeling, and uh, and I think our fans feel it too, and like and and we feel it, and everyone that's listened to it um, kind of gives that same thing. It's just like oh, this feels like you know, it feels like something new. And uh, actually, we had written. Um, with Justin from Motion City on again and again. And and one of the things that he actually had said was just like, I, I don't remember the quote, he, he phrased it so beautifully, but it feels like something old and something new. And that was one of the things where I was just like, oh, like that's all you can ever want in a band because all you hear in a band, like once you're like two albums in, all you ever hear is I like the old stuff better. I like the old stuff better. That's what everyone always says. So finding a way to make something old and new at the same time is like, that's just, uh, you're just always trying to find that as, as a band. And to hear someone say, like, someone like that say, like, you found that is just like, it's good. It me butterflies. Yeah. No, he said that in our chat as well. He's like, it was something like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the old days. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah. Like yeah. the old days and the new and all that stuff. Yeah. He's, I mean, he was such a lovely bloke anyway, yeah. but it must have been such a joy to work with someone. Like, I mean, we all love Motion City Soundtrack, right? It must have yeah. been so great to, to be able to work with him directly like that. Oh, so cool. It was so cool. Like, uh, you know, that's one of the benefits like our manager gave, like, his grew like, what was in the scene with all those guys. Um, like, when they were on their, their first upswings. And uh, so it's nice because he, like, you know, we were hitting a roadblock lyrically and he was just like, oh, I got, I got a friend. Like, you know, let me, let me ask a favor. And I was just like, the, sorry, who? Like, it's so awesome. And so, so got some really, really nice collaborators on this actually. And like you say, you know, you guys very much the forefront, but little bits of input here and there. I want to mention, yeah. of course, uh, the Bring of the Horizon guys. I mean, that's so, yeah. so great. Getting Ollie and Jordan on Lullaby, which I really do think is the standout on this as well, actually. Amazing, amazing song there. Uh, talk to me a little bit about finally getting to collaborate with those guys. So it, first of all, it was like a dream come true for me because I'm a huge, huge Bring Me the Horizon fan. But so I remember uh, Jordan and I have always been like acquaintances in, in the industry. Um, and I remember being at one of their shows a couple of years ago and we kind of just, you know, a little fangirly just being like, hey, like, would love to write with you sometime. And him being like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Cool. Like, you know, he's very nice about it. Um, but we were also kind of in the past lives era, which was just kind of like, you know, it is what it is, what it is, uh, was what it was. And, and then we released that won't save us. And Jordan texted me and goes, Hey, did you still want to write together? And I remember just having that moment. Cause like I said, when I told, I told you, like 
when we went to release that one, save us, we were like, this is going to go really well or really badly. There's no in between. And when I got that text, I was just like, I was literally like breakfast club fist in the air. (laughs) Slow motion. Here we go. (laughs) I was like, it's like, we did the right thing. Uh, It was so exciting to me because like, I look up to him as a songwriter so, so much. Um, I look up to Ali as a front man and a songwriter as well so much. And he, he goes to me, well, Ali and I had this little idea uh, started and uh, you know, I think you'd really like it based on that will save us. And he played me a part of what became the chorus of lullaby. And I was just like, yes, <laughs> like, yes. I was like, give me, give me, give me. Uh, and I think he, he sent me like the track like a day later or like, like a more, he had to, he, it wasn't written yet. He had to write something. And then I like that day, like had sent a verse and a, a pre-chorus. And then eventually um, Dan Lancaster also came on board, which is also amazing. And then him, Jordan and I finished the song and, you know, wrote the full chorus and, and did all the music and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I was just, Oh God, it was so cool. It was so awesome. I love that song so much. I'm so happy too, that, that it got the reaction that it did because I was really the one like pushing for it so hard. Like that was the song that I was like, it has to go on the EP. It has to go on the EP. It has to go on this EP. It doesn't get pushed this EP too. I was like, it has to go. It has to go. It has to go. And I think everyone else already had like their priority song. So I was the one that was like, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And now that the EP's out, to hear that it's such a fan favorite, like immediately, it's such validation because the last time that I really like pushed a song this hard was Wasteland. And that's like wow. the fan favorite besides yeah. Gravity. So I was like, I was like, don't ruin my credibility on this one. But I think this one is really, really special. I'm so excited to play it live. Every time I listen to it, I think about playing it live and I get goosebumps. Well, I mean, I mean, that's exactly what I was going to ask you next, because, you know, as we've said before, you had live in mind with this. That one mm-hmm. is such a sound. I'm like, that's going to sound so, oh, so yeah. good live. You must be already pretty in deep, even if it's just in your head, thinking about what you want these shows that are coming up to be all about how you want it to feel, which songs you're most excited to get out there on the stage, right? Yeah, I mean, Lullaby is, is one of those ones that I'm like, this is going to be That's fun like. live. Like, there's a lot of anger in it, but there's so much, like, depth and dynamic in the song. Like, you forget, because the chorus goes so hard, you forget, like, how, like, soft the verses are. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. Um, and then, you know, I think all of them are going to be fun. Even down to Shatter, I think, having those, like, little intimate moments. Um, what I'm looking for is just, like, raw energy like before everything else like before like not going crazy yet on like production and all that kind of stuff like you know like having all the the crazy shit like that always comes and like as the shows get bigger that comes along and uh you know luckily someone else does that but like for me it's all about just like that feeling in the room and just like that palpable energy and I'm I'm so excited for that because I think these songs kind of really 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 are great catalysts for that yeah definitely lend themselves to the stage it's gonna be really really exciting to see you guys over here when you come up to play and you know you've kind of said it a few times ep2 is that what we're thinking next yeah so this is the first half of a full album so this is uh ep1 is actually just the first half and fever is just half of the title Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. So right. we already know, we don't know the full track listing of EP2 yet. We're still writing a little bit, but we do know the name of EP2. So that's very exciting, which is the first time we've ever known the name before knowing like the rest of the songs. Like usually the name comes for us at like the absolute 11th hour. So uh, yeah, so we know the full album name, what it's going to be when it's all said and done. And I am so excited. I think it's oh. so good. 
Oh, is, is, it, is it another one word, the second EP? I ain't telling you. Oh, come on. You I'm know, not going to tell you anything. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't poke you a little bit on that one. Come I on. will say, there. Uh, you know, I've played some guessing games with, with some of the, the fam, and uh, a, a bunch of them have guessed it. I've given them no insight to who's gotten it right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they have no idea whether they're right or wrong but uh yeah some of them have guessed it so um, well, I, but okay. i'm very excited about it but i will say the one thing i can tell you is that the two eps will have their own identities so they will have their own okay. visual identities um it'll kind of be like like there's going to be like a duality to them so that is what i'm very excited about because it wouldn't make sense we already had the fever we sweated out the fever right like the that part the chaos is is past so what you know got to be about what comes next after it can't be uh um or or during but like it, it can't also be just pure chaos otherwise this would be a very chaotic record and i would be very exhausted playing it live so we think <laughs> i mean again i know you don't want to give too much away and i don't want you to really but is it similar musical territory you're playing yeah. with okay interesting uh, i think so i think so i think there might be like this might be the one to have one or two lighter songs but there's still a, there's that's like, maybe, like maybe there's like, I, I know at least a couple of the ones that are on it are like already like heavy hitters. The ones that we were writing during this EP process that I love and I am so like, they're the ones that I'm already so excited to play live that they're going to be so much fun. So I'm yeah, really, it's really like, excited. it's hard to wait. It's hard to wait. I'm like, ah, I want to put it out now. But we will wait and it will be fine. It'll be worth yeah. the wait in the end. Uh, Chrissy, it's always really, really great to talk to you, man. Looking yeah. forward to getting to see you over here in the UK next year. That's very, very exciting for those shows and can't wait to hear even more new music, man. All right, take care of yourself till then. Yeah, you too. Thanks again to Chrissy for that conversation. And as I said before, you want to check out the video of that interview. It is up right now on the Rock Sound YouTube channel, along with all our other video calls. Over 140 of them now, guys. Go and subscribe to that playlist. Loads and loads of great conversations in there. The EP Fever is out now via Fueled by Ramen, so go and listen to that too. And make sure you hit subscribe to the Rock Sound Podcast. Loads of new conversations coming very, very soon. Get them as soon as they drop. They are available wherever you get your podcasts from. So until next time, I've been James Wilson-Taylor, and thank you very much for listening to the Rock Sound Podcast. <laughs>